With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Good morning Love and welcome to the... Won't you stand in your great hands? Welcome to the Nurtured Heart Approach podcast with Blog Talk Radio. We're so happy that you joined us this morning. I'm Sarah Howe, and I will be your host for today. Uh, Howard Glasser is currently speaking in California today and is unable to be with us, and Catherine Stafford is also unable to be with us this morning. So you have me, and let me introduce myself a little bit before we go to our topic for today. I'm currently a practicing school psychologist in my 17th academic year. Some of you may have seen some of my children's books that are out out there, Tell Me About Your Greatness, and Greatness is My Superpower. I've also been an advanced trainer in the Nurtured Heart Approach since 2010, and I've spoken internationally, which this is wonderful because the Nurtured Heart Approach is able to cross cultures and continents. And then I also work with um, children on a regular basis that come from trauma, In addition to that, and this will join us into what we're talking about today, I am also an adoptive mother, and our family adopted two children in 2009 out of therapeutic foster care um, coming out of trauma also. So for those of you that haven't heard of the Nurtured Heart Approach and found this podcast, I want to give you just a little bit of a background um, on what the Nurtured Heart Approach is. It's really a relational um, focused methodology, and the goal is to build children strong on the inside to help them be have this inner wealth um, to be able to channel their intensity in productive ways um, that lead them to success. It's founded on three stands, absolute yes, our absolute no, absolute yes, absolute clarity. Um, Stand one is really absolute no, I refuse to energize negative behavior. Stand two, I will relentlessly energize the positive. And stand three, I will maintain total clarity about rules and demonstrate fair and consistent boundaries. And the beauty of this approach is it's simple and accessible. So if you are joining us for the first time, I hope that you will hear um, that you too can embrace this approach, whether you're a parent, whether you're a professional, um, whether you're a teacher, wherever you're coming from. So today I'm going to move right into introducing um, a lovely, beautiful lady, Dorothy um, Darapalian. And she is um, currently um, in private practice, and she's been in private practice since 1986. Um, She obtained her Bachelor's of Science from the University of Texas in Austin in 1976 and her Master's of Education from the University of New Hampshire Hampshire in 1986. She specializes in play therapy and has worked with many children in the foster care system. While working with these children, it became apparent that their emotional needs are extremely important to help them move forward with their greatness. To do this, she began creating core attachment therapy in the early 2000s and then became an advanced trainer in the Nurtured Heart Approach in 2007. She also conducts home studies for child and family services for families interested in domestic and international adoptions. 
Most importantly, Dorothy is an adoptive mother, adopting a lovely girl from Russia at the age of six, who is now 25 years old and is an example of walking in greatness. And I'm so happy to have this conversation with you, Dorothy, so welcome. Thank you so much, Sarah. Well, today we get to talk about the Nurtured Heart Approach and the weaving of the Nurtured Heart Approach with something that you are very um, connected with, which is attachment. Correct. And maybe that's the first place to start is um, just tell us a little bit, bit more about yourself and, and the Nurtured Heart Approach combined with attachment. Well, I started this journey, as you mentioned in the bio. I met Howard at um, when he did his road tour for introducing the Nurture Heart Approach in the country was back in 2005. He was in Nashua, New Hampshire. And um, I sat there and listened to him just for the purpose of getting CEUs. But you know, Howard, he really is so energetic and positive that, you know, he hooked me. (laughs) He hooked me in pretty quickly. And um, when I started using it, I could see the changes that children and families made so quickly and beautifully and how much they changed when the anger got out of the home. And Mm -hmm. Nurtured Heart is just perfect in getting the anger out of the house. So that just kept encouraging me to keep pursuing it. And then in 2008, I went to Tucson to become an advanced trainer because that's how much I believed in it. And families kept saying, you know, teach everybody this, teach everybody this. So I listened to the families, and onward I went. And then... I also had my feet in the door for attachment because of working with so many children in the foster care system and trying to find a methodology and a process that would help them with their challenging behaviors because we know children who've had attachment disruption come with a myriad of one diagnosis after another, a diagnosis with one medication after another medication, and I knew we could do better for them. So I um, also, as a play therapist, um, wanted to use play therapy as a way of bridging their attachment needs and their intense behaviors to help families uh, smooth their path to secure attachment. And so I looked at the developmental play therapy model that I was utilizing that was developed by Dr. Viola Brody out of Florida. And... um, What that's a process is a series of um, games that mother or mother technically would be the emotional adult who's available to the child. So it could be a mother, it could be a father, it could be a grandparent, it can be an uncle, anyone who's there for the child. So the the developmental play therapy is a way of um, attuning the hearts of the parent and and the child. So what I did over the course of the years is just using that but put it in a developmental sequence because as we know attachment is a developmental process that starts at birth and ends approximately at the third year. And when I matched that up in addition to the stands with Nurtured Heart, it just was a beautiful process that got families on track and moving forward with relative ease in a short amount of time. So I, I love how you're how you're connecting kind of the research that we know about attachment with children and and the process toward the application that relational methodology of the Nurtured Heart approach. 
can you speak a little bit more about about the families kind of kind of coming on board with ease what what is it that made it easy to come on board with the nurtured heart approach with with what you were asking them to do with attachment the uh, what I usually do is I start out with training the families in the nurtured heart approach because as as we know children who have attachment disruption have very chaotic behavior because they're operating out of their their midbrain not their their thinking brain so to speak and the relationship model that nurtured heart has and the language that it's so rich in gets the child into their thinking brain and it starts getting that balance that we need to have alignment with our environment our thinking brain and our emotional brain in concert with one another and what it also allows families to do is have the parents in the driver's seat not the child's um, chaotic behavior and their traumatic behavior being charged because the atmosphere is not secure if the child's trauma behaviors are in charge of the household. The parents have to be in charge of the household and Nurtured Heart is just a fabulous way of getting that dynamic and power switched in the right place. So what gets parents I, on I board concur. is how quickly it's, it's the yeah. methodology that gets parents in the driver's seat so much faster and more effectively and efficiently and, pro- and proactively, <laughs> all those other words we can think of. Yeah, you know, I, I often say that, too, that, that putting parents in a very empowering place. Um, you know, none of us as adoptive parents want to go to therapy forever. We really want to find a place that we can be empowered to handle this child that's been given us and their intensity can sometimes be very scary for for parents i know it was for myself as a parent um from a from from a child that well from two children that had attachment issues um so i love how you talk about that that it really becomes empowering for the parents to be able to use this approach in a very practical way to regulate themselves first and really think about what they can do in the relationship first rather than being so reactive Exactly. And children need us to do that because if the house is on their terms, it's such a very anxious household, but they don't know Mm -hmm. any different because they have to be in complete control of the environment. Otherwise, we'll disappear if they're not in control. Of course, we're not going to disappear, but their working model is that people are going to leave me because that's been their experience. So if I don't muckle on to them, they're going to leave. Right, which so nurtured heart portfolio. is a way of helping that. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. That whole negative portfolio is I am not lovable because my mom and my dad left me. Yeah. And it's, it's, a, it's in a very intense place. Very intense place. Yeah. I think you, that so resonates with me even as you say that is is where you know when we come kind of face to face with this intensity is really understanding the story that is written on these children's hearts yes and why it is so difficult to to break through that trust and how it's so important to have a a methodology that is congruent that is um empowering and not reactive to that portfolio it's exactly. writing the story it is, it is. And also teaching the children a new muscle memory, so to speak, that when mm. I am distressed, I don't have to create chaos 
to hook my mom and dad. Um, it, what it teaches them through the um, core attachment therapy, which is the progressive um, mommy-daddy games, it teaches them, instead of being distressed and creating chaos, I'm going to turn into my parent. I'm going to go to them for comfort. And that's what the second part of the core attachment therapy process is, is recreating a, a, an attachment um, process and a, an attachment pattern to teach children what to do when you have secure attachment because their brain doesn't know that. And that's what the games allow them to have. What do I do with secure attachment? So much like because the nurtured heart is written in stories and it helps people understand the approach via learning stories like the Toys R Us, the Toll Taker. Yes. What I'm hearing you saying is some of your core attachment takes some of that to the level of here's the practical game that you can play to implement and then use the use what you know about the relational methodology of the of the nurtured heart approach with here's a practical game to play. Exactly. That, okay. And um, what some I've had the great fortune of training some therapists in this process, and they have such relief that they have something to do for these families that impacts them in such a positive way that they're grateful for it. And I know families who've been through the process with me, you know, have said to me, "Here, I thought I've had attachment before, but going through these games with you is." I, there is a huge difference. So this attachment work, it's not just for the child, it's for the parents as well because it increases their attunement to their child's heart. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm so in agreement with what you're saying, and I think mm-hmm. you, you've hit on what other families, you know, other families have found too in going to some of the the attachment therapy options that are out there, it can be very dysregulating, and I know that they're all looking to get that attunement, but to have it be the parent that's okay with doing this type of of therapy with games, and they feel good about it too, is really important, because I know some therapies for attachment can be very dysregulating for for parents to, to do, to get that connectedness and that relationship. Yes, so. because a, a lot of that work is, is forcing, and what the core attachment games, it's, it's not about forcing, it's about promoting healthy attachment, and it's done in a very loving way, encouraging the child to break through what you know to embrace what's here, because what they know is abandonment, but what's now here is an emotionally available parent. They don't know what to do oh. with that. So we teach I love them that. this is what we do and with an emotionally available parent. And it's so present moment, which is, you know, again, it's that's the beauty of being present and in the moment that it's real. It's not it's not made up, it's not contrived. You are really in that moment, whether it's playing that game, it's it's that person is available and it looks different. So you rewrite a new portfolio. Exactly. Oh. That's and you and, work. and you see and you can see it mm-hmm. in the child's face and you can see it in the their new parents face when they get to that place where the child says they jump in and they say okay I'm not going to protect my heart 
anymore. I'm going to open it up to you. Mm. It is so amazing. It's just tearful. We all cry when they decide, okay, I'm going to take this chance that you were safe. I'm opening my heart to you. And you see them turn towards their parents instead of sitting rigid or looking away. And it's, mm. it's just so powerful that um, then you see everybody soften. The child softens, the parent softens, and then they're off and running with their newfound hearts open up to one another. Hmm. That's amazing work that you're doing, Dorothy. So I have to ask, you've kind of laid out a couple steps of, of this, but if I'm a professional, how do I do what you're doing? Well, right now, I am, I've submitted my, my book. I've written a book or a training manual, and I'm waiting for the copyright. It should be here, I'm hoping, within the next month. So that will be available. And then I've also just completed um, a, the training of how to do this. I've had it filmed. So it will be available on my website to be purchased so therapists who are skilled in play therapy or attachment work can purchase it and see how the games are done. In addition to, I've filmed the process with a family that was so gracious in allowing this to, to be filmed so others can see how wonderfully it works. So that will be available as soon as the copyright comes through. Sure. So if um, if I'm not a professional and I'm listening to this today, well, or maybe I am, maybe I'm a professional that's not a therapist, um, an educator, or maybe I'm a parent, what type of advice can you give me to walk away with today to start some of this um, newfound thinking about attachment and weaving the nurtured heart approach together with this core attachment? The first thing right off the gate is, of course, you've got to get trained in nurtured heart as a parent because it, your child needs you to be in the driver's seat. Um, so much of their life has been taken from them that we can't allow their dysregulated behavior to continue to be in charge of them because it keeps them stuck in their trauma, and we've got to move them out of their trauma. And nurtured heart is the way for parents to get control of the household once again. So that would be step one. Step two is if their child is involved in therapy to have the therapist become familiar with this and they can come to my website which is www.coreattachmenttherapy.com and they can get more information as to um, other things that they can do. But again, the importance is looking at um, their responsibility for their child to get in the driver's seat. So and really for is the way to do it. Right. Yeah, and, and that's something that can be done today, whether it's listening, you know, going to the childrensuccessfoundation.com website. Correct. Or, you know, looking at even picking up Transforming the Difficult Child book. Um, or the workbook um, that Howard Glasser um, has created for families. There's many books that are out there. Yep. I think and I think you're right. Use, it's a place to start today. Yes, and I use All Children Flourish just because the title um, doesn't offend the kids. <laughs> 
Yeah, and I think that brings us to a good point. You know, we're really talking about children um, that have come from trauma, but, you know, there's also many families that are blended families, like even my own, where only two of our two of our four children came from trauma, but I was able to use this approach with all of our children as they went through this process with us. Um, and I do like all children flourishing because I don't think it's just for children that um, have challenging behaviors. Um, I think it's, you know, we sometimes forget that those other children are intense, sometimes intense in positive ways, and we can channel it even more so. Um, so, yeah, that's a beautiful thing to think about all children flourishing and using that as a as a book. And so let's talk so, about, go ahead. And what's so great about the all children flourishing, as you know, in situations such as your family, is it does level the playing field for the adopted child and the biological children because they're all being treated the same way. And that right. gives validation to the adopted child who says, look, I am being treated just like the biological children in this family. And then the biological children can feel, well, they're not getting special treatment mm. of their new adopted siblings. So that's what I love about it. I think that's so true because there is such a trust that, that all children are looking for that they're not being left behind. You know, when we think about the international adoptions or the domestic adoptions into blended families, it, it really is. You want all children to be able to have that same secure, you know, relationship with their family, even though, you know, maybe the biologicals don't have the disrupted attachment, um, but still being able to use the same thing with all of the children. And that's what I found um, yes. very helpful. Yes. So thinking about this from an educator standpoint, um, I work in schools. Where would you, what type of advice or what type of um, direction would you give a teacher that's working with a child um, from trauma? Or maybe that has, you know, a lot of these children come with a lot of the diagnoses that, that are out there, the ADHD, the um, ODD, um, and some even with reactive attachment disorder. Exactly. Um, I'll let you speak about that a little bit as far as where where do schools go um when they find that they're head to head with a you know with a family that's adopted a child and and this child has come into the school setting and again the child it happens to be in the driver's seat how does the educator right. also get it's important for the educator to know that children who have attachment disruption they don't trust adults because this is for them adults creates pain emotional pain so um, we've got to help the children who have attachment disruption to see that not all adults will be causing you this harm. So they have to create this safe, nurturing environment of I am here to help you. And, again, Nurtured Heart is a way to do that. And we have Nurtured Heart in the schools. Yes, we do. In many of yep. in my school, we, we we have it going very strong, you know, and and that's been my experience also. That, you know, of again, you know, the trusting relationship. It really yes. comes down to that. And writing a story about how adults treat, um, how adults treat you, and um, how they care for you, and the trust that you can have for adults. Right, and um, to understand that the children who have attachment disruption are not doing this to be bad. They're doing this because that's all they know. They're trying to gain control of their environment, and the only way they know to do that is to be intense in negative ways because they know that's how you get adults' attention. Mm. 
so that's why Nurture Heart just flip flops that and teaches us how to do it differently. <laughs> flip flops it, yes. <laughs> you know, I I see that too. You know, oftentimes um, adults will say these kids are manipulating and controlling, and um, it frustrates the adults because adults do want to be in control, mm-hmm. and and we can power struggle with these kids at a very high level. Um, I think you make a a very strong point that this this was about their survival and about their safety needs. Yes. Um, And it's not about you. It is not about them. Yeah, and just removing ourselves from that role, and and that allows us to kind of step back and not take it so personally that this isn't necessarily against us. It's this is how they've done business and how they've kept themselves safe. Exactly. Um, because they're operating out of their emotional brain, not their thinking brain, and that's their that's their survival. Until yeah. they understand that attachment is secure and means you are in a healthy, loving, supportive relationship, and can, excuse me, can learn attunement instead of being defensive in your environment, you can be enhancing in your environment. Yeah. And that's where educators can be a great source of of that enhancement. Yeah, I think of, you know, Howard Glasser's currently going around the nation and he's talking about the nurtured heart approach from transforming intensity to immensity. Yes. And I love that that jump of yes. you know, we can we can have children that for all intents purposes, you know, have this disrupted attachment that can begin to form attached relationships and can trust and it's not you know, we were told, you know, lots of years it would take, um, and we haven't found that true. Have you also found that in your practice that by doing this core attachment work blended with that nurtured heart approach that you're finding that you're cutting that attachment time down? I don't know if you have a story that you can share with us or... Oh, significantly, yes. I've got, <laughs> I've got so many. You've probably stories. got lots of them. <laughs> <laughs> but it does. What it, it can typically run eight weeks. The attachment games that I have replicates the attachment process, and it's an eight-week um, series. It can be longer based if there is a severe trauma at a particular spot in the attachment development and we need to do more games to match that spot, then it may take 10 weeks. But for the most part, it takes about eight weeks after the parents have been trained in the nurtured heart approach. And the transformation that happens in such a short time, is just so heartwarming. And parents leave, again, like I said, they just leave relieved because they thought they would have to be in therapy for years and years and years and years and years. And then one thing I tell parents, if down the road the child starts acting out or is feels like your, their regression, ask them what mommy or daddy game they want to play. And it is amazing how that particular game the child wants to play gets them unstuck. Mm. Yes. So it matches the trust and, and it, building yes. that trust again and that story. Yes. And the trauma you know, that's still there gets worked through with just that one game. Wow. I, I'm a little bit in, I'm kind of awestruck because what I've heard and what I think a lot of parents that adopt um, children from especially therapeutics, foster care, and um, have lots of these mental health um, needs coming out of, of foster care, eight to ten weeks, that's almost mm-hmm. unheard of I know. for therapy. And to I see know. success in such a short time, 
yes. it, it just is so it's so hopeful, Dorothy. Yes. And I think that's what so many parents are looking for, and even educators and and professionals. They don't want to see these families forever either. Mm-hmm. They want families to get about the business of being families. Just be a family. You, yes. And yes. and you know, my oldest son, um, he was talking once, and he said, "I'm just so normal." Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Yep. That's really you know to be able to provide a place to start. And a place to, you know, when I think about the nurtured heart approach, um, I almost think of, you know, healthy lifestyle. You know, this isn't this isn't ending. You can't do eight to ten weeks and then yes. not do any more. <laughs> yes, that's that's a good point. You got it. It is a lifestyle. Yeah, I got to keep adding, keep continuing, and keep highlighting the greatnesses. Yes, and that's how we conclude each um, core attachment therapy session. Is we tell a greatness story from the child's past. And then the second one is we tell a greatness story of the child in the present. Because what mm. that does, it starts weaving the adopted child in the, if we look at a fabric or, you know, that prayer shawl that you got at, at right. the summit, it starts weaving the child into the family when you start sharing those greatness stories from the past. And then it grounds them when they're noticed for who they are right now. But that recollection, children love to hear about when they were little and when they were babies. We don't have those stories about them when they were little and babies. Right. We have them from the moment we met. And that's where the great stories start when we talk about the stories from the past. Ah. And it just it just keeps adding to the, to the texture of the family. And then right. it grounds and them into the present moment. Sure, because you're using all the moments that you have together. Yes. And you're shining the light on them yes. in ways that maybe when they first came, they weren't able to see their greatness because they were yes. in such a fight-or-flight um, exactly. type mode of trauma. And then to be, oh, that's very beautiful to go back and highlight the trauma of the past from the moment you got the child. Because mm-hmm. my son came at 12 and my, my daughter came at 6. I don't have those stories of them being little and walking and talking mm-hmm. and all that. But I do have stories from the past. Yes, that's a that's a beautiful segue even for me today to think about. I can do that. I can go back and highlight a story and highlight their greatness of when yes. they were six and came and when they were twelve and came. Yes, and then tie it into the present moment. Yes, you know the beauty of finding positivity in in every moment is so empowering. Um, that there's greatness to be found. It's a choice to see mm-hmm. um, exactly what's going right. And I had um looking at a particular family that I had the honor of working with last year. It was a single mother who adopted uh, her son who was eight at the time. She met him when he was two. He was in the foster care system, several moves until he landed with her. He had all the typical rad, if we call it that, behaviors. And I met them soon after a hospitalization. So she did exactly what I told her to do because I'm a therapist and she has to listen to the therapist. Because I think parents are at the point of just tell me what to do. You know, we get desperate. Just tell me what to do. Yes, absolutely. I love that. We trust people like you. So she came to the Nurtured Heart training and just was, she loved what she was hearing. And then we started the attachment games. 
And at the end of the game, she just started sobbing, saying, here I thought we were attached, but oh my goodness, this is so different. Mm. And what we were, how that transformed the boy is you can just see how much calmer he was. He was able to sit in a classroom for the whole day after we did the work together because he wasn't so hypervigilant. And when he would sleep at night, it was a much more restful sleep because he didn't have to be hypervigilant and not worry that his mom is not going to be there when he wakes up in the morning. So it just, that's what it does for children. It calms everything down. First, we calm down the environment with nurtured heart, and then we calm down the central nervous system with the attachment games. And that's when they wow. transform. And that's when they transform into secure Which is what young we are adults. looking for. Yes. We're not just looking for improvement. We're looking yes. for transformation. Yes. Which I think that's a beautiful and and a beautiful example of, you know, the power of getting the parent empowered first with knowing yes. this approach. Yes. And then connecting with someone like you that knows how to weave, you know, these these attachment um, type activities, these games, in a playful way that can kind of settle down that nervous system. Mm-hmm. And I think of, you know, my I think of my own daughter being so hyper vigilant that, m- you know, many people would say, oh, that's ADHD, oh, that's you know, we must medicate it. And the power of understanding the hyper vigilance, and when we calm that down, it goes away. Exactly. And what goes away, also sleep begins because it's calmer, mm-hmm. you know, all fixed, you know, without medication, which is yes. so powerful. And yes. I'm, not, I'm not saying I'm against medication at all. And so I'm just saying this is one, you know, when we think about how we help heal children and lead them to their own transformation, to their own rewriting, their own story, you know, and how we get there and looking at a transformed life. And being able to sit and what do the adults that interact with that child now have to say differently towards him? Hmm. Mm-hmm. That's a beautiful. He gets a lot of feedback about who he is. Yes. Um, wow. What a beautiful example of that. Mm-hmm. Yep. And there's so many more of that. Um, that It just keeps encouraging me to keep moving forward with this process because it has been so powerful so quickly and has helped so many so many families and these kids need it they deserve better because they've had such disruption at such an early life that's just not fair so they deserve fairness now right and thinking you know i think i i don't know of all the adoptive families and i've talked to a lot and foster families i don't know any of us that went in to um to harm the child. I think we all have the right intention to heal and to help mm-hmm. provide a family. I think what happens is is that we get in ruts of of not knowing what to do and then we end up in therapy for years and um you know kind of spinning our wheels and then making it the child's problem. Um you know almost that defensive mode that parents can get into because it, you know when we feel helpless you know, you kind of have to, you feel like you're going to give up. Yeah. And this brings so much hope yes. to the parent that there, yeah. that this doesn't have to last forever, that yes. we can make progress and we can attach. Even those children that, you know, have been through severe trauma, 
um, can learn to write a new story in the present moment. Yes, yes. And it helps parents not be reactive to the the negative behaviors. It helps them create a proactive stance where I'm going to see you. I'm not looking at your behaviors. I'm seeing you. And that's what that... um, I call it the loving cradle position where the parent is holding the child saying, I see you and I see you seeing me. And that eye-to-eye contact just comforts and slows down everything and increases, you know, those neurochemicals. The parent has that oxytocin, which is that love chemical, and then the child Mm -hmm. has the, the dopamine and the norepinephrine, and that just calms them down and to be just seen for who you are instead of reacting to negative behaviors is very powerful and child right. needs it. the child needs that well and i think it's the past doesn't have to define you and yes. the past doesn't have to be your future yes and again that story of you are lovable yes and i see you and i'm going to give you irrefutable ways that i see you that you can believe it in your heart And when a parent's sole intention is to see what's right about their child, even in the midst of the difficulties, to still pull out the gold nuggets, I call it digging for gold, Mm -hmm. (laughs) I love with the the intention of I will see what is brilliant and fabulous about you in this moment, and I will become masterful at it so that you can see yourself in the same way I do. That's a beautiful relationship, and that's where that, that love that, that a mom has becomes a real love yes. um, because everything that's stored on a mom's heart, you know, I think of all the things we talk about with our kids and for an adoptive parent especially, it's easy to talk about what's gone wrong and you can mm-hmm. sit around and talk about what's gone wrong, but to have your sole purpose of looking at what's right, yes. handling what goes wrong, yep, we got to mm-hmm. handle it, but, but not exactly. repeating it on your heart. Yes. Repeating on your heart what's going right. Yes. Um, becomes a powerful um, story rewriter for the parent, too, um, and, a, and a different um, portfolio of who they see their child as. Hmm. This yeah. is all so, um, you know, and I think of the very best work of what we can do for families. This is exactly what I would want for families. Yes. So, Dorothy, do you ever... Um, do um, any training or do any speaking on this that families could even come and see you or talk to you about, you know, how to become better at what you're talking about with this core attachment therapy and the nurtured heart approach? Well, I really haven't as of yet. Like I said, I'm waiting for the copyright, and um, I'm welcoming anyone, if anyone's interested at this time, just to get in contact with me. Um, my website is www.coreattachmenttherapy.com, and we can talk about engagements and how to present this to anyone at any time. Or if you're a group of therapists and want to be trained in it, we can arrange that. But it mm-hmm. is it's, it is very effective work, and it's it's on the launching pad, so to speak. Yeah, and I love your generosity about how you just you want to gift this to other people and. And how, as a therapist, you've been able to use um, this approach created by Howard Glasser, you know, the nurtured heart approach, in alignment with what you know is good for for children and and um, building relationships and healing brains, healing hearts. Yes, yes, um, exactly. 
And it's and it's his work, you know, the whole concept of stepping into your greatness. That is why I have the confidence to to share this with others is because I feel that this was a gift I was given, so I need to step forward and share it with others. Yeah, boldly take on your own portfolio of being yes. a leader and an expert um, in this um, because there's there's a lot of others out there that are saying this is going to take years to to heal these um, children and see transformative. And again, I'm 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 kind of in awe of this eight to ten weeks, um, seeing this level of of intensity um, channeled to immensity, as Howard Glasser would say. Yes, yes. And I can share one more story about it. Um, sure. Kind of final thoughts as we wrap yes, up. Yep. Yes. Absolutely. It, it's. Um, I use core attachment therapy not just with adoptive parents, but with children who've had adopt, attachment disruption anywhere in the first three years of life, and had another single mother and her son, biological son, come because he had a lot of anxious behaviors. He was wetting the bed. He was the class clown. He kept wanting to do things for her that he shouldn't be because he was only he's only seven. So um, I took the history, and the mother had depression throughout the first four years of his life. So she wasn't emotionally available because of her depression. Mm. So we did the course of the games, and we got to the the game that was between phase two and phase three, which is separation phase and individuation phase. And his behaviors got worse during the course of that time. So I asked the mother what went on when he was 20 months old because that was in the process where we are. We are about the 20-month process. And she said, oh, we had moved across the country because I thought we would get a new start would be better, but it got worse. He was in, I put him in daycare because I had to work, and they left him alone in an empty room. Hmm. What? Oh, my goodness. So we went through it again. He he worked his way through it with her. And at the end of the whole process, he stopped wetting the bed. He was able to sleep alone in his own room. And he wasn't the class clown anymore because he had security of who he was in his relationship with his mom. Absolutely beautiful, Dorothy. Yep. What a yep. what a beautiful way to end that this isn't just for families that are foster families or adoptive families that even if it's your biological child and there's been disruption for whatever reason, yes, we can still go back and look at that attachment and, and really filling in the holes and building that trust and secure relationship again. Yes. Thank you for spending time with us today. I know that there's going to be so many people that are going to be helped just by listening to this and rethinking um, how they're navigating um, relationships with children um, from trauma or children that have disrupted adoptions. Yes. So I thank As you for this time. Oh, absolutely. I'm so happy we got to just share space today. So as we close out, um, we have next month's podcast, and we're excited to have Jamie Gregory join us. And I don't know if you know him, but wonderful man. And we're going to talk about the Nurtured Heart Approach with mindfulness, which is a nice hot topic that's out there right now, and how the Nurtured Heart Approach and mindfulness go together. And Jamie Gregory, he's an advanced trainer, and he's been a. Um, he first was introduced in 2002 um, to this approach, and he's been an advanced trainer since 2006. He has user-friendly therapy, which works with difficult and challenging um, children. He's a consultant for Head Start, an adjunct professor at West University Masters, West Virginia University's Masters program in, in the School of Social Work. 
Um, his hobbies are bird watching, performing on guitar and vocals, and I've listened to some of them. They're wonderful. He's a practitioner of yoga and heart rhythm med- meditation, and he and his wife live in a passive solar house that he designed and built 28 years ago, and he's a proud grandpa. And we're so happy to have him join, and I hope you'll be able to join our podcast next month. I wanted to let you know that um, Howard Glasser is speaking tomorrow in Wood Hill, Woodland Hills, California, um, on March 21st. Um, and there are still some spots. If you go to childrensuccessfoundation.com, www.childrensuccessfoundation.com, you can still purchase tickets for that tomorrow. And he also will be in the Northern California area and Seattle area very soon. You can check the website for other details. Summer, if you're interested in being a, a certified trainer in this, um, Summer Certification Training Intensive is just around the corner. Don't <laughs> wait too long to register for it. We're going to have um, full houses at all three of them. There's going to be in Sacramento, California, in June, Minneapolis, Minnesota, which is um, my territory of the of the world in July, um, Atlanta City, um, New Jersey in August. And I just want to thank you all for listening um, in today, and I hope that you'll be able to join us next month. And please note that this podcast is archived and it's on demand, so please share it with others that you know. Um, you can find it at blogradio.com. Um, backslash nurtured heart approach. Thank you so much for joining us today. Any stories shared in this broadcast are amalgams of experiences based on the use of the nurtured heart approach by our hosts and our guests and are not based on any particular person, child, or adult. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.